Well, good morning again. Praise be to God, this is a beautiful morning. It is a joyful morning. Muy buenos días. I am so delighted this morning because my mother and her husband are joining us this morning. So if, if for some reason I were to speak just a couple of words in Spanish, you know why. It just comes naturally. It is Christmas Eve morning, and what a celebration. We get to celebrate in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, and it is a joy to come together as a people of God. For the last three weeks, we have heard about the holy moments of Christmas, this Advent season. The holy moment of Joseph when he was at his lowest and how God called him to step up and to accept Mary's faith. Joseph's obedience to make a family with Mary makes that moment holy in his life. We also heard about Mary and how her life was full with holy moments. One of those moments um, is found in Luke chapter 146, when she glorified God with her song. Mary's heart was full of praise for God. And you know, as I was hearing that message that day, it just filled me with praise. How many of you like to praise God? We praise, yes, we praise God when we come together because God resides in our praise. Psalm, and, Psalm 22, verses 22 and 23 says, I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. When we praise God like we are doing today, and what we will do later on today, we enter into his presence. We make this with him a holy space, a sacred moment. My brothers and sisters, we are in a sacred space today. Praise be to God. Mary's second holy moment was that of surrender. We are reminded that surrendering is not giving up, but letting go. In that moment of surrender, God becomes alive in us. And as we surrender, we find ourselves more aware of God's presence. We find new strength to overcome our fears. New conviction to turn around and seek God we find new understanding of God's vision for us. 
This is the last week of Advent. From last weekend to today, we moved quickly from Mary's surrender to Mary having a baby on the stable. On a cold night in Bethlehem, a story was unfolding that would not only be the most wonderful story for the people of Israel, but also the most significant story for the whole world. Who says amen to that? Amen? God had issued an unconditional promise to the people of Israel, out of their nation, out of the tribe of Judah, out of the family of their beloved King David, would come the Messiah, the Savior. So as I was picturing this, I was thinking, this story does not take place in a waiting room of the most sophisticated hospital in town. This is unlike a modern scene where the father is inside the room with a expectant mother, both prepared with La Masse, breathing exercises, and warm and cuddly blankets to receive the baby, while extended family wait outside, sipping on hot cocoa or coffee, if it was me. It is the total opposite of warm and fussy. This story takes us to the fields where some shepherds were tending to their flocks. Let's listen to the account in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 and on. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing good news of great joy to all people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. The cold of the night was the scene for our Savior to be born. The shepherds the first to know. Let us pause for a moment to consider why this message had to come to the shepherds first. The big news was given to the most unexpected audience. It wasn't given to court officials or the Pharisees or even the Levites in the temple. The birth of the one to be the Savior was given to the shepherds of all people. Though their vocation was consistently viewed uh, with not a lot of respect by their peers, <clears throat> scripture consistently portrays shepherding as a high calling. 
perhaps the most repeated image of leadership in the Bible. <clears throat> Do you think I could have a handheld Michael? Mike? Is that possible? Sometimes it doesn't cooperate very well. <laughs> Praise be to God. So, as I was saying, this vocation, being a shepherd, was not viewed or respected by their peers, scripture, but scripture consistently portrays shepherding as a high calling and perhaps the most repeated image of leadership in the Bible. God refers to himself as Israel's shepherd in Jeremiah 31.10. Hear the word of the Lord, you nations, proclaim in distant coastlands, he who scatter Israel will gather them, will watch over his flock like a shepherd. In David's famous psalm, we hear how grateful he is for God's care for him. And he proclaims, the Lord is my shepherd. To shepherd in God's world is to sacrificially care for those most vulnerable. In those days, in the days of Jesus, shepherds didn't drive their hurts, but gently let them. So I wonder... How did the shepherds feel about this news? Even to them, this was a surprise. We hear it in scripture that their shepherd's first reaction was not all warm and fussy. The word used in some translations, like the one I just read, says terrified, right? Terrified is the word to describe their reaction to what seems like a storyline in, uh, in the developing of a movie set. I imagine this an ordinary night, a silent night, the shepherds trying to get some sleep in the cold of the night with a full view of the heavens, a new bright star shining in the dark canvas. The shepherd resting near their caregivers no harm could come about. Then all of a sudden, a heavenly of hosts of angels appeared and bestowed such news upon the people who had no idea what this meant for them or for the world. I admit it, I would be terrified and more. But Luke tells us that after this news was given, the shepherds were filled with Joy, joy, scared and joyful is precisely how I feel is the life of a believer, the one who has faith. There's always that tension. You're always scared, but you're always joyful because God is with you and God is for you. We can't help but to be afraid when God calls us to do big things for him. This story reminds me of the Old Testament story, the one from Exodus 3. Moses and the burning bush. God spoke through the burning bush and asked Moses to deliver his people from Pharaoh. What 
a command. Moses, as you know, was terrified and questioned God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He had a big job. A simple shepherd had the task of liberating the people of God from Pharaoh's oppression. Indeed, you know the backstory. He was raised in the Pharaoh's house, and his purpose was fulfilled while being a lonely shepherd. The shepherds in the fields were scared too. And at the same time, God filled them with the joy that this news brings. See, while I was praying, when I knew that I was going to be preaching this morning, I kept asking, what are we preaching about? (laughs) What is this about? I wanted to be prepared. And so when I heard about holy moments, and then I heard your preaching on the shepherds, I thought, oh, I wondered, (laughs) and I wondered, and I pondered, and I read the scriptures, and I thought, shepherds. And then I thought words like glory and majesty came to me, you know, just thinking about the shepherds in the verse 14, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace on those to those on whom his favor rests. Because after all, holy moments usually have angels attached to it. But that didn't settle with my spirit. I kept reading the scripture and reflecting on the story and the words terrified and joyful flashed at me. God used the shepherds' first reaction to empower them. In their fear, God gave them a holy moment. They were simple people, ordinary people doing a job that many dislike and did not respect it. But God chose the shepherds to be the first witnesses of Christmas. They believed and their eyes were open, their hearts were touched, and they went. God chose the shepherds to be the first ones to see the baby, to hear the cries, to experience God's presence in human form, and they worshiped. How wonderful is this, my brothers and sisters? This is an example of how to move from terrified to joyful. Because the shepherds overcame their first reaction and were filled with joy, they experienced God's gift to humanity and in turn shared it with others. I would say they were the first missionaries We have had moments in our life that had been scary or terrified. Moments where we have been scared because we don't know what God is calling us to do or how to deal with. And so our first reaction is to panic. 
Many of us have been called out of our ordinary lives to be witnesses to God's splendor and majesty. One of those moments was when our family was called to mission work in Argentina in 2018. Maybe there's a little picture of us there. I had just finished my undergrad and was fully committed to starting my seminary work. The call to serve God as missionaries was a terrifying moment for all of us. We were called from ordinary lives to extraordinary circumstances. That meant that we would need to leave everything we knew and go live outside the U.S. to train lay leadership in the local church. This was something that we did and we were very familiar with. But this context was so different, culture was so different, different realities. We wonder how could God call us to leave behind our family, our friends, our jobs, our security, our home, our belongings, selling our first home, our cars, our furniture, and as you saw the picture, travel with only 12 suitcases. That is what held all our belongings, 12 suitcases. Eventually, when we overcame the terrified stage and realized this was a holy moment, God gave us the privilege to enjoy and to train the local leaders and to raise more and more people from the community to support this ministry. It was just amazing to see God acting. While we were trembling with fear, God was doing something amazing. God had prepared a people to welcome us. God had done the unimaginable in us. You try to sell a house in two months, you know God is acting on your behalf. It was amazing. In the story of the shepherds, we find a moment of mission. In verse 16 uh, and on, says, Do, So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told him about this child. See, the shepherds didn't stop at just contemplating this incredible act of God, but went on and told others. I would caution us, though, as the Spirit reminded me, don't miss the moment. Don't miss the moment. Please, today, Tomorrow, when you're with family. Today, when you're sharing a meal. Tonight, when you're here, praising God. Don't miss the moment. Don't miss the moment to contemplate and see the child. Don't miss that moment. Sometimes we might be a little bit afraid to share with others what God is doing in our lives. And it's okay to be terrified 
and joyful at the same time. But when we are charged with the great news, like the shepherds, we must choose to go. And again, God reminded me, to go doesn't mean just go in the moment. But in going, you know what that means. In going, in coming and going in every day of your life. In meeting with the people that you love. It's not just to go to another country or to go to do some mission work another state. It means as you go, as you go about your life, share good news with others. That those good news reflect as you go about your life. In the case of the shepherds, they were filled with the power to witness this wonderful news. And we are too, my brothers and sisters. We are empowered to go and share. And I know that there were some hindrances to spreading the word back then. Maybe people did not take them seriously. And this is why I believe the announcement of the coming of Jesus, who called himself the Good Shepherd, had to happen in the shepherd's field. Among those who led the sheep. Jesus would be, among all of his attributes, a shepherd. And he would entrust himself and his message to the shepherds. Shepherds, I already said this, were ordinary people. That is why I say to you today, you are never too young or old, too rich or poor, too in or too out like the shepherds, God can use you to announce the good news of salvation. God can use you to bring hope to the hopeless, to bring love to the unlovable, to spread joy in moments of sorrow, and share his peace when it's impossible. If God chose the shepherds to witness and share this great news with others, God can use you and me. Even if we are terrified to do it. In the terrifying moments, in those holy moments, God can do amazing things. Praise be to God.